Okay. Well, we're on Membase, Ahmed Bays. We're going to go back a little just because we're going to start this drusha of Ula. Omar Ula. We're going to start all the way up from there. You'll see it'll go pretty quick. We're in very much... Uh, we brought a discussion. Uh, there's two very involved ceremonies in the world that we're finding. One is the Paraduma, and the other is the Kain Gadol on Yom Kippur. Those are two where the Torah goes a great length to describe those services. And uh, we've been comparing them, uh, comparing notes. But uh, really, the Yom Kippur service, the, the, thing, the most recent thing we discovered is they both have the flags. They both have the, uh, the fabric involved. Uh, and uh, Yeah, the Lashon. And so that, that was the most recent comparison. But uh, once we've quoted the, uh, the Paraduma service, the Gemara is going to um, analyze it. And uh, Paraduma, that's the one area that King Solomon said that uh, he couldn't figure out. <laughs> he figured out everything. So there, there's an idea that it's very confusing and very complex. There is also an idea that the, re- the uniqueness of Paraduma is that we just follow what it says even though the, 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 uh, we don't understand it. How could it be that some people involved uh, are, who were impure can become pure, and some people who were pure become impure, and this service you have to do this way, and that service you have to do that way, but just keep in mind, it's paraduma. Paraduma, the, if you have one black hair, and it's not all, red, not, all, not all red hairs, it's no good. And if a bird goes, you know, if they put, somebody puts a, a suitcase on top of the, uh, the cow, then that invalidates the whole thing. There are like a lot of rules about paraduma. So uh, we're going to spend today in the drushes of paraduma. Uh, and we're going to see, you've got to go verse by verse, and they change. Okay, we'll see some interesting things. Uh, and we started it really yesterday. And that's the only reason I'm going back is to just get the flow of it. It'll go pretty quickly, but it's, uh, it's really the darshaning of the psukim. Uh, and uh, the way you interpret some psukim will help us understand how we interpreted those same psukim when it came to the coin gadol. So uh, it begins with Omar Ula. Good morning, Michael. We're going back to uh, a little bit less than halfway up on 42B. Three and a half inches up. Omar Ula, Kola Parsha Kula, the entire Parsha of Paraduma, Mashma Motsi Miyad, Umashma Mamela. Some things, they, one service is Motsi, it changes from the previous service, and some services continue. In other words, some, sometimes each service is just a continuation and the same rules apply. And well, actually, motzi means it's different. Motzi miyad. It totally it switches out. Well, now that was before. Now we switch. And then some things are remain. They stay the same. And again, we'll see that in the back and forth. So it begins like this: And this is also part of our dilemma: was there was the original paraduma service, and then there's uh, that that was done at the time of Moshe Rabbeinu, and then there's future paraduma services. And do the future ones look exactly the same as the original? So it says, you will give it to Elazar the Kohen. Also, Elazar below the Doris Elazar. First, we um, darshan that there was something unique about the first one, but in the future, you won't have to have Elazar. Elazar is not really considered the Kohen Gadol. Correct. He was what they call the Skan. Is that just a regular? 
Uh, so that is a question. Uh, do, is, there, is there a difference? Is there, is there just a coin guttle and a regular? Or is there also like, you know, this guy, the Kohen in waiting, or the, uh, the vice president, so to speak? Um, some people actually learn that maybe there, there is something about a, a skan, like uh, some status to that. And other people say no. Um, if you look at Rashi, Ra- the f- first wide line Rashi, Eliezer, Shahu Sagan. Why does Rashi throw that? And why don't you just say uh, he's not he's not a coin guttle? <laughs> what is it? Well, he's uh, so. But uh, so some people say, what is the issue? Lidoros coin We're going back into Ula's drasha uh, because today we're going to explain everything you want to know about the paraduma and more. So uh, the question was: the, uh, There's a difference between the original ceremony and the future ceremony. And by the way, if the Torah wrote it, it meant that there are lessons to us about how it was done originally and from now. So what, what was the change from the, from the original to the futures? So some people say, Lidoris Bitcoin had you. I'm sorry. Uh, we're about, maybe about 10 lines up on uh, 42b. Okay. Uh, we started from the beginning of Ula, Ula, the Drasha Omar Ula. So Ikadiyamri. I'm sorry. Uh, start from the light before the very first pasuk. Venesata osam elalazer hakohen. It says you will give the paraduma to elalazer hakohen, and as Rashi said, elalazer Eliezer was the skan. In this generation, you got to use the skan, and not in the future. So, what does that mean? Some people say the doors In the future, you got to bump up. You got to use the head hancho. No, in the other generations, you can get away with even less. <laughs> so it's two different views. So if you say that in the future generations, you don't need the head honcho, you can use the coin hedget, very good. Because uh, most, uh, all services, you don't really need, the coin hedget, what is a coin guttle? He's just a regular Cohen guy. <laughs> he, he's, it, w- is he different than a Cohen Hedget? Is he some, somebody spe- like, as far as the services go, what is it unique about him? Why, why would they, what would be wrong with a plain old Cohen? But if you say that it has to be the Cohen Godel, where do you find it? You have to have the Cohen Godel. So the Morris said, uh, we learned it out, there is one place where you have to have the Cohen Godel, that's Yom Kippur. Uh, Yom Kippur, you have to have the head hancho. You have to have the one who has the full responsibility. And, uh, and so what does Paraduma have to do with Yom Kippur? Because we learn now, both of them say, Kuka Kuka Yom Kippur. And both of them use this word, good morning, Dr. Yafi, both of them use this word engraved in stone. And, and not every, every halacha does it say that, so it makes a comparison. Vahotzioso. Uh, so uh, now we're continuing on with the drasha uh, of the paraduma. So again, the first question was, what kind of kohen needs to be involved? So, and then there's two questions. Was it the, the, uh, what kind of kohen was originally involved, which was Eliezer, and do you need that in the future? And if you don't, where do you go? Do you need to bump up and say you need kohen gedolim, or can you bump down and you say in the future? You, so that was the first drasha about what kind of kohen for the paradumas. Now, the second thing is that there's this big procession. Once you get the red heifer and you take it out, you take it outside the camp to Mount of Olives, Vahotzi Oso. So it says, take it. You can't have a whole parade over here. This cow is going by itself. So we have that halacha, Shalom Yotzi Akrov Acheres Imo, that you can't bring any other cows with it. It's got to go all by itself. 
Kidatanahan, like we learned. Lo Isapar Rotsalotsis. What happens if the cow is not in the mood to walk out to be shakted? Um you never really thought about that, right? In other words, the whole Claudia came up to watch this. It's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. And uh, the cow just doesn't feel like uh, moving. So how do you get it to go? So the easiest way is that if you get some other cows that are going, animals like to follow the lead. So ain motzi and emo, you can't do that over here. Rotes are lots of, you can't, ain motzi and emo, uh, you can't bring out something. Now, why can't you bring out a, a regular black cow, not a red cow? Because then people will think, uh, I was at the Paradua ceremony, and I, I didn't see a red heifer. I saw a black heifer. Is that like a Morris Lions kind of a thing? Yeah, that's it really exactly. Is, it? That really is, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you don't bring out a red one, the people are going to say, too, it's all Morris Lions, right? So according to this, this is... Hmm. Where are you? I'm Bushaf. Uh, we're on 42B. We're four lines from the bottom. We went all the way back uh, to give us some depth here. Uh, Reb, and we're going back on the discussion of the removing the paraduma. We're waiting for you. We're wasting time waiting for you. <laughs> That's right. We were stalling. That's right. I'm sorry. I, I had an attack of vertigo this morning. It's really weird. But anyway. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm up. Okay. Rabbi Omar Loman Hashemuzah. Rabbi says, you can't, it's not because of some rabbinic reason over here that the paraduma goes by itself. El Mushum Shinamar Oso, Levado. You just look at the Pusik. The Pusik says, by itself. That's all. You don't need any reasonings here. So that's a good point. It's actually said in the Torah, it goes out. So why was the Tanakhama saying reasons why you only take it out by itself, a Tanakhama? So the I Haksivosa, doesn't it say it goes out? So Mantanakama Riv Shimon the Dorish time in the Kra. The answer is that uh, the the Tanakama over here was Riv Shimon. Riv Shimon actually uh, he, he agrees. The Torah says only the para goes out by itself, no other cows. But the question was why. So he says that when the Torah says something, you darshan the reason, you explain the reason. Why did the Torah say it by itself? Because then people will say, uh, it didn't I saw it and it wasn't red, or people will say you that you shecht more than one paraduma. So he's, he was just explaining the why of the Torah. Well, it's interesting, but paraduma, Shlomo can't explain uh-huh. the why. Shlomo can explain mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so he, was, uh, he tried to explain all the... That's a very interesting sheet to Rav Shimon. He's Dorish time to cry. I know, but I, what I'm trying to bring out... Even paraduma. Even par- <laughs> uh, maybe there'll be some aspects that you, you could know, fathom. Uh, where, so, was, where was this again? On the Mount of Olives. Oh, from the base, they went from the base of Migdash to the Mount of Olives, yeah. And that's where they shechted it, yeah. So, my benayah, but everybody's agreeing uh, to the uh, that it's taken out alone. So, what would the difference be? So, the Gemara said, I'll tell you what the difference, and we finally get to today's page 43a at the top. Could you take out a donkey with it? Because, um, uh, so, in other words, if you say that the, um, the reason is that people might think the Parduma is, uh, was you do need to, or you did a black one, everybody knows the Parduma is not a, a red donkey. <laughs> it's not a donkey. So, if, so, you could use a donkey. If it has to do with logic, people will get confused about, will the real Parduma stand up? They won't be confused with a donkey. But if it has to do with the, the Parduma has to go alone on the Parduma mission, he has to be alone. Alone means even without it, you can't have any other animals there. So that would be the difference. 
but uh, but everybody agrees you can't bring another cow out. Okay, fine. Then we continue on in the pusik on the top of Mem Gimel. It's always a good way when you see the Gemara quoting a pusik. That means the drush is moving on. Uh, we're going to the next part. Um, you shecht it. Um, uh, you you can't shecht anything else at the same time. This is a one. You can't. Uh, it's shechted by itself. Lefanov, and what does it mean in front of uh, uh, in front of him? Larav, we had this earlier. Shalasig daitu menu. According to Rav, it means that Kohen has to be watching it the whole time. He shouldn't, can't take his mind off it. He can't. Well, I'll come back. I got to go daven. You know, he's got to. He, no hesukadas. Lushmo shezar shokat. He says that. Velazar um, He says that. Um, uh, you see that it's telling you that he can watch, meaning the Kohen doesn't have to be the Shochet. You could have a Yisrael being the Shochet for the Paraduma. And again, this was an argument we discussed really uh, yesterday, whether or not the Paraduma can be shechted by what we call a Zor, a non-Kohen. takes the blood with his finger. So um, why does it mention that? Because since he didn't do the Shechita, now it's telling us he's got to do the blood part. According to Rav, uh, he was doing the shkita, and uh, so why does it mention if he's if he's if he only if he's the only one who could do the shkita? So of course he's the only one who could sprinkle the blood. And again, the reason this is a discussion this isn't in the base of Migdash. This is the only like service being done. It's towards the base of Migdash, but it's not in the base of Migdash. So, but why would you, if we're already talking about Eliezer, why would you need to repeat Eliezer? We have a rule, they miyad achamir el rabos. If it's a double miyad, uh, when it comes to exclude twice, it's coming to include. Again, you could go into why that is, but that's the rule, dafilu coin hedget, that even a regular coin could do the sprinkling. Then we go to the next part. Again, because the way we know is that, that we're starting the pasuk again, the next pasuk. Balakaka coin eats eras veza vishnitolas. And then the Kohen takes uh, the other ingredients. Again, you, when you burn the paraduma, the main ingredient is paraduma. But uh, we, you have a few additives. You have the cedar wood, and you have the, uh, the hyssop, and you have the shnitolas, the, uh, the colored, um, uh, the, 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 the worm-colored uh, uh, fabric. Ulu shmuel, afilu coin hedget. So like shmuel, you can even use the coin hedget for putting this, this side ingredients in. And the Rav, why do you need to say it? It's strict. I'll tell you why. I would, um, since this doesn't, this isn't the paraduma anymore. These are the additives. In other words, the paraduma has to be all Kohen. But these are the additives. Maybe you don't need a Kohen. So, lowly boy Kohen, Kamash No, you have to have a Kohen even for the other, even though it's not the paraduma itself, it's just what you add to the paraduma. The guy that cuts the hyssop, he also has to be a Kohen. Okay. Then it says, we keep it's begot of a Kohen. Wait, it, how does the hyssop get there? Is that from a Kohen too? Like a Shmur Matha kind of a situation? Oh, um, I, I guess somebody arranged to have everything for the, the right. process. Yeah, but they, it doesn't mean... Right, but it, it could but be the good. Kohen has to put it in. Right. Yeah, you could have a non-Kohen cut it or whatever, I oh, guess. Or okay, the, okay. That's just the... the uh, that you might have thought that you don't even need a Kohen for that because it's, all right, I get it, the paraduma, anyone who touches the para has to be a Kohen. But who said that adding these other things, so it, that's, that's according so to him. It says, yeah, but the question is why? It's because you might have thought you don't have to have a Laka Kohen. 
according to him. Then it says, so it, doesn't, it doesn't go back to the cutting I would have thought it didn't have to be a Kohen. So that's why it says the Kohen takes it. Oh, it's confirming. It's confirming. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So uh, then we continue on. Um, the kibes begad of hakohen, and then it mentions the kohen who does this ceremony is going to have to go to the mikvah and, and uh, wash his clothes. Now, why does it repeat kohen? We know we're talking about Mr. Kohen at this point. So the answer is bikihuna. He's got to be wearing his kohen clothes. Usually, you don't even wear the kohen clothes outside the base of mikdash. Over here, we understand that the ko- not only does the kohen have to do the paraduma, he's got to be wearing his kohen clothes. Even outside the base of Mikdash. Of the Kohen, right, right. That's the next Russia. We could do that. Rashi HaKohen Bikihuno. The Kohen in his Kahuna gear. Hi, Kohen Kro Yisera. It's extra over here. Delo Habile. All it had to read was Vikibis Begadov. That the guy doing it's got to wash his clothes. Bani Yadana, and I would have known the Ha Iribei Kohen. We're referring to the guy who did the previous, burning the Parodum ashes. El Lamesa Kohen Abigadov. To include the Kohen. In his clothing, this ceremony has to be wore, done in Kohen clothes. No jeans. And no, uh, <laughs> Why couldn't We're past that. We're already in the, uh, we already added the hyssop. All right. In other words, where the, 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 the verse is already further down in the, in the ceremony. Okay. The Tameh Kohen, not Erev, and that Kohen is going to be Tameh until the evening. Um, why does it say that? Kohen bekihuna. As we said, that uh, that it, it mentions that Kohen to tell you that he's got to wear his Kohen clothes. Well, we know that already. Uh, Ladoris. Uh, I guess the second one is to tell you even in the future. Yeah, Ladoris. Yeah. So, Han Nikola Ladoris for Kohen had your That works if you say that future generations also have the same kind of Kohen. El Lamandi Yom Ladoris for Kohen Gadol. Uh, if its future generation is different, you bump up. In the future, all the paradumas have to be done by the coin guttle. Hasha coin guttle be inin. If you have to get the coin guttle, so of course, bikihuno mi boy. In other words, if future paradumas are even more, um, uh, we have an even stronger requirement that we can't just bring any Kohen, we have to bring the top Kohen. So certainly he'd be wearing his clothes, right? If that's, uh, wouldn't that be clear? So the Gemara said, yeah, you're right. In There's a concept that even if I would have been able to figure it out, sometimes the Torah will write it anyways. It's true that if I had known that when a regular Kohen does the service, he wears his Kohen clothes, I would know when the Kohen Gadol does the service, he also wears his Kohen Gadol. But even if I could have figured it out, sometimes the Torah will take the trouble to write it. As we continue on, Then we get a new guy, to gather a, uh, that, that pure man is going to gather the ashes. Uh, um, and uh, he, he, we're going to now take the ashes and mix them with water and get the paraduma mix. So why does it say ish lahakshira tzazora? Non-Kohen can be involved over here in this part of the service, gathering the ashes. Tahor, uh, why does it say tahor lahakshira isha? Even a woman 
can, uh, can, can be doing this part. Again, because each one of these is a reboy, is a, is a including something. And now we're really switching to the later, to the use of the Ashley Father. We're almost there, yeah. But it's, no, we're finishing the ceremony. In other words, the, the, the smoke is done. There's no more smoke. All you got are the ashes, and you got to gather it and mix it with the wedding. The next phase, that's he's right. Changing the guard because yeah. the guy that did all that stuff, he's at the right, mikvah. Right, he's right. at the mikvah, right? It's right. changing a right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, and these are wearing coin clothes or anything. It's already a different part of the ceremony. Yeah. yeah. So then he puts it down. Mishi bodas. He has to be at least a person who's intelligent. bodas It can't be somebody who's not able to do it on their own, like a cherishotivakutin, um, a, a, a deaf mute. A, an imbecile or a minor, they wouldn't be able to do it. Well, we said ish comes to include a non-kohen. Okay. In, in other words, when we said man over here, we weren't saying man and not woman, we were saying man and not kohen. Oh, so that's how it allows that's it. That's how it allows it, yeah. Each, um, um, yeah. Which is pretty interesting that it gets away from the, just the simple meaning of Eve. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, we could do the Rashi if you want. Uh, what we're asking here is that we're saying it did say man, but we're darshaning man, meaning even not a Kohen. Right. Uh, but then, uh, but we're actually saying a woman could do it. And it's just surprising because sometimes when we say man, we exclude a woman. Let's so look when at... We to, when we say to her, in a sense, we're really saying... Woman, or were we saying anyone who isn't Tommy? Anyone, including a woman, right? But not Any, the pre, but not the previous, there. not the previous Kohen who did it until now. We sent him out to go wash. <laughs> he's he's got to go back in the dugout and go to the mikvah. That's uh, so. In other words, that's each um, tahar means not 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 the other guy who until now was doing everything. We need to get a new. But it, like you said, it includes anybody. Um, let's do the Rashi on that. An interesting question. How do, you, how do you know whether something is a, a, a reboy or a mute? I mean, you can yes. really right, yeah. the Gemari understands the ish as, as a reboy, but you can also understand it as a mute, not a woman. Um, it's going to be kind. This is one of the more complicated drushes. Like you really have to, uh, you know, spend time on it. But let's do Rashi a little bit. But you're absolutely correct. I think everybody's noticing the same thing. Sometimes we say man and we exclude a woman, and here we're saying man and we're saying well, we're coming to include even not a Kohen. Uh, it's like a whole different concept here. Ish Rashi is towards the middle bottom. Ish is our man to include a non Kohen. Since until now we've been talking about a Kohen. Here it wrote man to include the non-Kohen. If it hadn't, why did it have to write anything? It could have just said, and, he, and we gather now the ashes. So I would have said, oh, we're talking about the, our Kohen. So over here it writes a man to say, no, we don't need, uh, and then we say, to include the woman, Maybe we just mean any Torah person. So the more sepshita, the chatas kor, it's a korban. Of course, you can't have a tummy do it. That's what Rashi's adding. 
Okay, back to uh, back to the uh, the Gemara. Um, yeah, um, uh, uh we learned over there. So the 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 last part of the drush. We're in the middle of the page. The last part of the drusha we did was the one who puts it has to have a person who has intelligence, and it can't be a minor or a, an imbecile. Anybody's kosher for this, except for Kher Shotavakat. Now we're talking for the preparation. Yeah. Rabbi Yehuda, he makshir bakatan. He says the katan is good, but not a woman. Or an adroganist. A hermaphrodite, who you're not sure if he's a man. So we now we have a new debate. Where did this new debate come from? My time at Rabbanan Dixiva Lakalatame Efrasrefasakatas. He says it says uh, they take from the ashes. The same ones that were not allowed to do the gathering, they're not allowed to mix the water. And those that are allowed to gather the ashes, and so since the women we said before were kosher to gather the ashes, they'll be kosher to mix the ashes with the water. Apparently that's an important ceremony, the mixing of the water. Rabbi Yehuda, why did he differentiate? So he said, It could have just said, and that person takes. My Why does it say, and they will take? It implies even more people are allowed to do this part. He means to say that we're saying, even the minors, that before the earlier ceremony, you had to have knowledge. For this part, you can use a minor. So, uh... Yeah, but not a Kher Shishota. Isha Menolan, and how do you know to exclude a woman? Venasan, velo venasna. Because over here, where it says he will, it, he will put, it doesn't say she will put. So the more said, Rabban and I, that's a good point. If it says, and he will take and he will give, I would say you need two different people. Uh, that uh, it, it can be the same person. Because when Allah when thus knew, if it said they will they will take and they will give. Have me add a shaku tray, but yet you need two, a plural. Uh, you need two people to take the ashes and two people to add the ashes. You can do two to one. You could switch. So uh, again, so we were just explaining the difference in uh, whether we were uh, what we were coming to exclude with the 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 um, the, the change, again, we, we, the previous ceremony was the gathering of the ashes, and that was Velokak, and then we got to Venusnu, which is the, the taking the ashes and adding it, mixing it with the water, and the question was, is that a different, or why did it switch uh, in that part? So then, now we're ready for the next part. So once you got this perfect uh, mix, so how do you apply the, uh, how, do you get, how do you spritz the people? So what you do is you use the hyssop. You dip the hyssop in the paraduma uh, mix, and then you give the flick, you know, with the hyssop branch. So right, something like that. So uh, they call that arty. <laughs> Close your eyes, and whatever comes out, and uh, and the more wild it is, the more money you could charge. That's right. So uh, he, they, you take the hyssop and you dunks it in the monitor. So each tahar. So uh, and over here, the Torah again mentions each tahar. Why? Why does the Torah do that? So the rabbanon each for loisha. 
it says uh, it says a man and not a woman. As we said before, that the, the Torah is switching. Again, every part of this service is different. He says, Torah, as long as the woman is pure, she could do it. Okay, Mace Ve, more as a question. She could spritz it? Does yeah, she, she could. Oh my goodness, okay. Um, yeah, it's, it is that's interesting. That's what you're actually spritzing on the person that needs it. That, that yeah. 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 Uh, the tumtum and androgynous, who you're not sure is a man or a woman, or, or might be both, or a woman, or a minor. Uh, even if they, um, uh, who has knowledge. Uh, I'm sorry. Now, cut androgynous ve'isha. That's a stop. Uh, okay, so those people are excluded. So that's going to be a kasha, because here we're saying, we just said a woman could, and here we see a woman can't. Now, if you have a child that uh, is smart enough to be told to understand things, he can get a woman to help him uh, do that. He can get his mommy to help him over there. Um, so, and uh, on this part, Rabbi uh, Huda doesn't argue, and he's allowing the woman. So, uh, so it's interesting. He, Rabbi Huda said that the woman can't do the uh, the mixing of the ashes, and here you got a woman doing the sprinkling. Let's do the last Rashi on the previous page. He said a woman can't do the mixing of the ashes with cut and kosher, and a cut and could. Over here, now we did the switcheroo. Each below cotton. Here we say for the sprinkler, it has to be a man and not a minor. He's saying that this, this is not a continuation of the same rules of the previous Pasuk, because then it didn't have to say Ishtahar. So he, this is the, um, this service switches, according to Rabbi Yehuda, as we turn the page. Omar Abayi to Omar Mar Mashma Motimiyad Mashma Memela Apolog. Since, we, as we said before, each service can switch, so this service is different. Vihiza, and now we keep on going. Vihiza Torah Alatameh. So um, the person, the pure person, spritzes on the impure person. Tahor um, mechlau shehutame. What does it mean, the pure person? You could only be described as pure if you earlier were impure. So we learn from here, limad al tfuyom shekasha You can even use a person who just went to the mikvah that day and didn't have nightfall to sprinkle the paraduma. Um, this was one of the things the Sudukim did like, by the way. Uh, so again, the, the Paraduma, don't be amazed by anything in Paraduma. It's all amazing. Uh, but the, where the person doing the sprinkling can even be a person who's what we call a Tful Yom, who went to the mikveh that day and didn't have nightfall. He's saying that, that uh, when it's Tohar, it means he's Tohar, but he, he was somebody, including even somebody who until now was Tame and just went to the mik. Is eligible. When, uh, when you need the spritzing of the paraduma, what have you done? I forgot. Uh, he was, uh, came in contact with the dead, usually. That's all it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, put it all together. Hmm. It seems like it's such a high level um, 
procedure, right? Mm -hmm. But it's not in the base of make this, right? right? Mm -hmm. And now we're acting like a, a cotton that has the knowledge that needs the help of his mother could still spritz the person. That needs right, to that's body. right, that's right. I mean, yeah. The whole thing is going backwards. Isn't it? Yeah, it's like I said, it's all what you know. I, I don't know that they would use a minor and have a woman instructing the minor. Like until now, we have no woman and we have no minor. All of a sudden, uh, when we get to the end of the ceremony, you call it a little child and uh, his mommy's telling him this now, dip your finger in, you know, take the hyssop. You know, kids know how to use these super soakers or whatever. Okay. So when you're reading this, I'm just imagining like towards the end of the second base of Mikdash with persecutions and the Romans, they wanted to do a ceremony and a coin wasn't available and this one wasn't available you can think of a scenario where they had a paradigm where they wanted to do the process they were under terrible uh, restrictions and who can do it so mm -hmm. this one this one this one i could see that you know the, that that uh, they're coming out to come to a conclusion of who can do it and of course the optimum would be not the coin go up if you can't right. all the way down mm -hmm. but they're coming out with then you can still go ahead and do the ceremony and still accomplish tahara for people by having these other people doing it okay very good historical reasons why yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, he said, when I was learning this uh, with Rabbi Yochan Reish Lakish for Lo Masik Mina, and uh, I studied for years, and I couldn't take out from it, it's like what a fox gets when it walks on a field. When, um, the, uh, when a fox walks on the field, his feet get dirty. And you see the footprints. He's trying. That's an expression that this pasuk of Paraduma was like so complicated. And there's so much to learn that all I got out of it was like um, it's like the footprints. That's like a, it's an expression. Like I um, uh, the uh, the the um, we had this in one other place. This expression um, apparently when a fox walks on a plowed field, you'll see it carries a little bit of dust with it. In other words, so this plowed field are these complicated rushes. All I got was like just the dust. I, yeah, well, I, I, I didn't, I didn't master it. That's what he's trying to say. Okay. Um, I wonder if that's because um, when the field's not been plowed, there's lots of field mice. There's lots of food for the fox in there. When it's been plowed, I wonder if that's what there's. Uh -huh. Where the example is, there is a Rashi lo masek mina. Rashi four lines up. Kloma lo havi malami tocha davrechidish. I I couldn't pull out something new. Liyos yocha laachos b'shitza to like fully understand it and grab that opinion. Lahashra she mikros kulam motzi zemiza to make all the psukim work out perfect to be identical. A kulam is kaim zeracharza. I I just basically it was very complicated. <laughs> that's, that's what he's trying to say. Uh, back to Gamora. Well, Ella. Yeah. I mean, it comes back to that again. I mean, you can't explain everything. We just do it because that's what we're supposed to do. But even the idea that one service switches from the previous service, you know, this one has to be a coin, and this one could be a non coin, and this can be a man and not a woman. This one, a woman, is included. And this a minor, not, it's like very, uh, it's just complicated. So, yeah, Ella Amri, uh, Ella Amri Mashma Motzi. Sometimes we exclude a Miyad right away. Umashma Mashma, that's what it implies. Umashma Mela. In other words, the verses go back and forth. Tani Tanaka Meda, Yochan Kolish Kitus Kiris Bazaar. Anytime you want to get a Shokat, you don't have to be a Kohen. Kutz Mishopar. The only only exception is Paradum. Omalev Yochanan, Puk Tani Levre. He says, I don't agree with you. Go teach that outside. Lomit Sinushkita Bazaar Psula. 
you never find that a non-Kohen can't check, even for Paraduma. Uh, and not only did he not listen to the Tana, even if his Rebbe taught him, he didn't agree. In other words, he wasn't just disagreeing with another rabbi on this view about who can shecht. He even disagreed with his rebbe. His rebbe, Rav Shimon ben Yotzadik, said that you you can't have a non kohen shecht. Shitas par b'zarpsula. Vani Omar, Rav Yochan said, but I disagree. I say kshera. Lo masina bazar. He says you just don't find that shkita cannot uh, that it has to be done by a kohen. It, it's shkita. You don't find that even by paraduma. So that uh, comes out. That's a big debate. Okay. So then, now we finally get back to our uh, the the person in our story, the Kohen Gadol, and he's at the second cow. So Baalaitzo Parushnia. So and he did the second veto in the previous Mishnah. So where is the question? In the first veto, we just said the sons of Aaron. We didn't say your holy people. Why in the second video do they get the, the nicer title, the I'm your holy people? So Tani Bebishmu He says this is the way uh, judgment works. In the first video, uh, the Kohen Gadol hadn't confessed his own sins yet. So he wasn't ready to uh, uh, to uh, be an advocate for the other people. But now that he, his sins are forgiven, he already did his vidui. Now he can advocate for the fellow Kohanim because he's a Zakai now. But when he was guilty, he couldn't start saying uh, work on other people that were guilty. So the previous vidui was a little shorter. Okay. Uh, new Mishnah. Shaktu v'kibam mitzvah. So then, uh, getting back to the kind God on Yom Kippur, and we're in the uh, the continuing on in the day in the service. So he then checks the um, uh, uh, the uh, the goat of Kibu, and they receive the blood in a mizrach, which is a kind of uh, bowl with a long handle. Some people call it a spoon. So as damu venosnu, the the reason why it was in a spoon is they didn't want somebody to put it down. Like the cup, yeah, like a, conic, a conical base, something like it that. Came yeah. down like a funnel, right? So you couldn't lay it down like a glass. Because you know, if you could, somebody will. <laughs> That's right. Um, it's shaped like a V on the bottom. Then the blood will congeal. Oh, 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 you have to keep on moving it, like to keep on stirring it. So, being a canoe, so they had somebody who would. Now, it, we, he wasn't ready yet to sprinkle the blood. Uh, there were other services that had it to be attended to. So they had a designated Kohen who was waiting there to take it and uh, keep it from congealing. So then the Kohen Gadol could give the blood. Now, this person isn't doing a service. He's just making sure the blood doesn't congeal. The, he was standing, so he would be standing there, and he would meet him al ravid haravi shabahechol. He would meet him by the fourth, uh, the fourth step, fourth stone kadeshlo yikrish, in order that the blood not congeal and not be eligible when it was later. So, uh, how do you count the fourth step? So Rashi goes into that a little bit. Um, Rashi says al ravid haravi the fourth step kol haritzba asu yeshur shuras all the floor. Were different rows. Tavlos avnei sheish. These were marble stones. V'kol shu reshua 
Kuri, every row was called a rovid. You count four steps up. In other words, you, you, there are rows of stone in the floor. So you would count by the fourth step, there'd be a coin waiting there to receive the blood. Okay, back to the, uh, to the mission. No, Tomachta. He has a picture here in the, uh, the Ma'or uh-huh. that uh, shows that the four are really like the tiles, not the steps. I see. It's like the... You can see... Oh, I see. Uh-huh. Yeah, actually, uh, well, if you want, you can take a look in the picture book. We have one in the back, too. Um, yeah. So uh, that's, uh, but the, it's the four in the, in the floor. Noto Makhtav, Ola Rosham is back. Now he takes the shovel, and he goes up to the altar. Uponaga kolim elech v'elech. And he removes the top coals on this side and on that side. Vechotem in apnimis. And he picks up the inner coals, the ones that are like nice and red and really like burning well, the red, and he puts them in the shovel. Um, uh, it's not like a shovel; it's like a. Um, um, you Look at that! That's a huge shovel he's holding there. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, it's gigantic, and he's going deep into it. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, it's a little bit. I never likely. imagined it that big. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the. Uh, it's page forty-two, forty-three. Yeah, yeah right. The, oh, it's a real long, long handle. Yeah, you don't want to get too close. <laughs> get all those. Uh, this is a pretty strong. Uh, Looks like a like a pizza spatula. Yeah. yeah. Get too close, I have to use the rope. This uh, he has the the uh, s- these are some of the shovels over here. The tiles you have those tiles. Yeah. As you see there, the uh, yeah. Oh, the tiles. Uh, you could find that there. Okay, so. Uh, so he go- for the tiles. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, it looks like a checkerboard. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, that's the picture for Rova. Oh, that's the Rova. I see. Okay. So then, uh, so after, anyways, once he gets those really good coil uh, coals, uh, the yard he goes down from the altar. He puts it down. Now usually he used the silver shovel. Umar Bisok Shozov and he poured the coals into the gold shovel. Vahayom Khote Bishozov, and today he shoveled with the gold, the Bohai Maktis um and that's the one he would enter with. Uh Hayu Maktis. Bakoyom Khote Bisho Arbakabin. Usually he used one that held four kab, Umar Lasok Sholkabin, and he poured it into one that was three kab. Vahayom Khote Bishloshakabin. He only used the three measure. And that was the one he, there was no switch. In other words, one would be used to pull the coals out and then switch to the one that would go in front of Hashem. Uh, you would pull out the coals with the silver and you would pour it in the gold. But on Yom Kippur, he only used the gold. He would do a large amount of coals and he would pour into the three cob. And that was what he would enter. Kveda, it was very a heavy shovel. You need a strong shovel. You don't want it to melt. And vahayom uh, kala, but today it was light. It was a very thin shovel. Bekoyom haita yedaksisayr. It had a very narrow handle. Vahayom arucha. The kipper one was long. Bekoyom haisas of yorak. It was a yellow gold. Hayom edom. It was a red gold. Divrei menachem. Bekoyom makri pras b'shachris. They did part of the incense in the morning. Upras and part in the afternoon. Vahayom. Most of Molech uh, here there was also the uh, the handful. 
Um, we'll see more in the Gemara. It was very thin. The, the spice was uh, the thinnest of the thin. Usually the Kohanim went on the east side. The and and they came down on the west side. Vahayom on Yom Kippur, He goes up in the middle. The Yorin Bemsa and he goes down in the middle. Rabbi Yehuda says no. Lolam Really, that's Kaingado always has his own. Uh, he doesn't take the same way everybody else does. Usually, when they wash their hands, it would be from the uh, special uh, wash machine, the wash, uh, the laver in the front. On Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol had his own little private gold uh, wash station. He says, no, the Kohen Gadol always didn't, he didn't go to the community wash station. They brought him his own uh, little gold uh, thing to wash with. Usually there were four fires on the altar, and on Yom Kippur, Hayom Chamesh, there were five. Divre Meir, Rav Yossi says, no, B'kol Yom Shalosh, every day there were three, V'hayom Arba, and today there were four. Rav Yudas says, B'kol Yom Shtayim, he says, no, usually there were two fires, V'hayom Shalosh, and today there were three. So we'll have a lot to digest in the Gemara from this Mishnah. Now, one question, how could you have anybody else there uh, to help the Kohen Gadol with the service? V'aksi V'kol Yom Liyeh Ba'ol Moed. It says that no one else should be around. Uh, he wasn't in the Oel Moed. The Kohen Gadol would leave the Oel Moed and go into the Hechel. That's where he would find the uh, Yisrael. Okay, we will stop here on the bottom line. Have a great day.